Let's go to work, fellas! You play ball like a This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. All right, hey, everybody. Y'all doing okay? You survived Winter Storm 2022? Made it to Friday. Hopefully, uh, you're rallying. You're feeling. You're feeling good. You're ready for the weekend. Uh, I know we are. We'll go through uh, the slate. Everything coming up today. But got to get through the intro first. Want to welcome you to the Workday Red Zone. Appreciate you tuning in on the Ticket Radio Network. You can stream us online at 953theticket.com and take us with you on the go as well. Download the TuneIn app and search for KNEA. You'll be all set. Want to shout at us today? Pick up your phone. Call us 870-930-3776 is one way you could reach out. We're also on social media, facebook.com slash 95.3 The Ticket. And on Twitter, Kara underscore Richie. You can also use the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara. I am joined in studio by producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. So everybody all present, accounted for, and ready to kill a couple hours on a Friday. Uh, looking at what we got coming up today, uh, obviously a little bit of a previewing today is we've got some A-State hoops coming up for the men and women on Saturday. A little bit of recapping as we saw some Arkansas State men's basketball last night. And of course, checking in on some national subject matters as well. We'll tell you the CavanaughCars.com poll question in a second, but just to recap some of the action from last night. Uh, Caleb Fields, man, monster shot, game-tying three-pointer with under a second left to send Arkansas State men's basketball to overtime against Louisiana. But uh, the extra period, not kind to the Red Wolves, and they lost 83-77 in Lafayette. Omir, doing what Omir does at this point in time, 29-17 and is what he ended up with. So A-State now going to look to try and bounce back tomorrow as they play on the road at ULM. That game time is at 2, which means pregame coverage is going to start at 1.30 on 1079 K-Fine. Meanwhile, A-State women's basketball is slated to return to the court tomorrow. Of course, the last two games have been canceled due to COVID-19 concerns within the opponent's program. So very, very thankful that A-State is going to be able to get back at it. And uh, they're going to be hosting ULM at First National Bank Arena. That one's going to tip off at 1. Cade Carlton with your pregame coverage at 1230 right here on the ticket. Elsewhere, Arkansas men's basketball also going to be in action tomorrow. They're going to travel to Texas A&M to continue SEC play. That game time is at noon. And uh, one more score from last night to throw at you. Memphis Grizzlies, absolutely no issues. No problems last night as they cruised to their seventh win uh, by topping Detroit 118 to 88 so a game about like you would expect against a Pistons team that just uh well they ain't good Grizzlies pretty good Pistons not pretty yeah. good so that one uh no again just uh no no struggles whatsoever in the Grizzlies being able to win seven in a row which is a nice little win streak they've got going on as far as the KavanaughCars.com question of course you get to this time of the year we've got one FBS game left 
unless you count the all-star showcases or whatever and, and look for I, I really don't I probably won't watch those so we've got one game left and of course it's going to be coming up on Monday with the college football playoff championship of course you know the teams Alabama and Georgia squaring off and I'll be honest with you I I, I don't feel like I've heard just a ton of conversations about this game and I was trying to figure out you know is it me is it am I not looking in the right places because obviously the the coverage is out there but I feel like you know I haven't seen a lot of the people that I interact with on social media get hyped up about it I, I just don't feel like it's being talked about a ton now part of it is the fact that it's on on Monday which is always kind of a weird game because nationally you know people this weekend are talking about week 18 of the NFL season there's college basketball going on but again I I do feel like this game is kind of flying a little bit under the radar so this is kind of one of those things where I I wanted to check in with you all you know is this is this me is this in my head or do you feel like it too I want to know for our question today from CavanaughCars.com how would you describe your interest in this year's college football playoff championship compared to previous years are you more interested in this game than you were in the in last year or the year before's championship are you less interested are you just kind of at about the the same level of interest and again not you know are you are you definitely going to watch it are you not going to watch it that doesn't really matter if you haven't watched it the past several years anyways just Where's your interest level at compared to in, in years prior? So that's the KavanaughCars.com question. The early poll result, which, uh, you know, this question has been posted for half an hour, not even that long, more like 20 minutes. I mean, the early result is that you all are less interested this year than in years past. So we'll see if that ends up uh, being the case throughout the day or if our first responders today were just some Debbie Downers and uh, not interested in watching the final college football game of the year. Hey, coming up this hour, uh, in fact, in the next segment, we'll recap that A-State men's basketball game last night. And here's some audio from Mike Bellotta. We'll talk some A-State women's basketball with you at hour two. I'm just excited to have a game to talk about more than anything else. Uh, and that one, and of course, we'll sprinkle in some national news here and there in, in both hours. Again, back to the question of the day, I feel like when I have had conversations with with people about this game it seems like a lot of those conversations have been about hey you know I'm not gonna watch this you know what else is on on Monday which by the way I looked and it's it's not like the NBA slate isn't even good there's there's nothing (laughs) If, if you're not gonna watch this game on Monday you either need to watch a movie or turn off your TV because if you were looking for other sports content uh, coming up when this game is going to be going on, well, it ain't happening. So just an early heads up there that it's it's kind of college football playoff uh, championship or bust coming up uh, on the 10th. But, but you know, this is a huge game, and, and most sports fans are going to watch this. You know, most of us are, are watching this from the casual fan view. Is I'm, I know I'm talking to a handful of Alabama and Georgia fans right now, but but not very many. You know, most of us don't have a rooting interest in this game. I do know I'm talking to some SEC fans right now, but some of you embrace the SEC, SEC mentality, and some of you want to see everybody in your league stink. Yes. <laughs> I want every team in the SEC to lose their bowl game, so, except Ole Miss. Yeah, so so you guys don't, don't necessarily agree on that as being SEC fans or fans of SEC teams, I guess I should say. But, uh, 
But yeah, there has been um, a different vibe to this game that it seems like. You do wonder overall if it's perhaps not ideal to have both teams in the national championship game come from the same league. Although, I do feel like, you know, it's hard to argue that there should be somebody else in this game. I don't feel like there was somebody who was left out of the equation when we were talking about, you know, the top four. There was very little argument, it felt like, this year in terms of the four teams that got into the college football playoff period. And then, of course, these games were so lopsided. There's no argument about who should be playing Monday night. It's not like one of these games came down to the final play and you had some weird whistle sometime in it or a missed call that could have impacted it. No, one game was a flat-out butt-kicking And the other one made it very clear who the better team was. So there's not an argument. There's nothing to argue about with this game. It's just these are the two best teams left. Do you care about either one of these teams, both of these teams, neither one of these teams? I also feel like, you know, if you do, and we might ask you this on Monday, because obviously, look on Monday, whatever our question is, will be in some way or shape or form related to this game. But on Monday, we might ask you if we're, you know, you're rooting for, one team to win or if you're just kind of rooting against another team more than more than anything else but um it's just uh just kind of a different different feeling around the game i will tell you ticket interest is not quite as high as in other years in terms of you know tickets on the secondary market sometimes you'll scan through StubHub or seat geeks or whatever site it is that you use and you'll look at ticket prices for these games and they're just they're just astronomical just insane something that that you could never okay I could never afford in like a million years but tickets to the championship game are actually cheaper right now than last month's SEC championship game now they could be uh, for a myriad of reasons obviously across the nation we're seeing surges in COVID cases Omicron is out there everywhere there is uh, there are some more people making some some efforts to to stay put stay at home watch things on TV instead of live in person but Again, it's um, the demand in terms of on the secondary market does not appear to be yeah. what it's been for these games. It's also going to be nine degrees in Indianapolis <sighs> on Monday night, so that might have something to do with it. I don't think Indianapolis is necessarily a destination place when it's nine degrees. Yeah, it's not appealing to me. Yeah. In the meantime, there is an FCS championship this weekend if you need something to watch. And while we're not going to sit here and, and spend really much of any time at all, talking about North Dakota State and Montana because, I mean, heck, the, the North Dakota State is, is I mean, that's the Alabama, the FCS. They've certainly been there and done that several times. But this is something that I think is really cool that I saw today on Twitter and wanted to share with you guys. They have a fan tracker app that shows their fan base in real time as they head to Frisco for the FCS championship. So it's kind of neat. I'm sure it's just, you know, some some app on your phone that you enable tracking for, which is kind of stalkery, but that's okay. All of our apps do that to us anyways. Uh, but it, it shows where these fans are concentrated, and it looks like this little line of marching ants kind of going from, from Fargo, North Dakota to Frisco, Texas. It's just kind of neat that they have that. Uh, that would be a fun thing that I'm honestly surprised more more athletic departments don't do. You know, you have some kind of fan app on your phone, and when you have big bowl games, when you have big playoff games, you do something like this and and show uh, how much your fan base and and where they're at and headed to the game. I will say uh, there are no 
North Dakota State fans, it appears in Northeast Arkansas, or at least none that have this uh, app enabled, because there's shows the whole country. No, no little dots around Jonesboro for North Dakota State fans. But uh, if I'm wrong, you know, feel free to call us and, and let us know that you're going to be out there supporting the Bison this weekend. Uh, I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and hit pause. We'll come back and uh, talk a little A statements basketball with you. It was. Look, it was a fun game to watch, but uh, ultimately Arkansas State not getting the win. We'll go over more about it when we come back. Keep it here with us on The Ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3. The Ticket. Happy New Year from your friends at the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, we can't wait to see what happens in 2022. And we'll be right here all year long to talk about all the teams you care about. And every weekday, you can join the conversation with the Front Row with Budrow from 7 to 10. RWRC Radio, 10 to noon. The Workday Red Zone with Carol Ritchie from noon to 2. The Setup from 2 to 3. And the Drive with Brad Bobo from 3 to 6. So here's to you and a great 2022 from the Ticket Radio. Experience meets innovation at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. After more than 135 years of servicing our East Arkansas communities, we are the region's largest independently owned bank. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas continues to invest in new products and services to best serve all our banking customers. This year, we've rolled out mobile pay technology, enabled mobile depositing from wherever you are, and a new Roundup savings feature to help you take charge of your savings. Come and see what's new at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC. Get healthy and get happy with Elite Men's Health. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter for Elite Men's Health in Jonesboro. And I'm telling you this as someone who has seen and felt the difference firsthand. Testosterone replacement therapy works. Y'all, my free testosterone levels have increased over 300% thanks to Elite Men's Health. And the truth is, most men begin to see a drop in testosterone by the age of 30, and some see it even before that. So why put in so much hard work if your testosterone isn't working for you? It's harder to burn fat, lose weight, and perform at your peak if your testosterone level is low. And if you feel run down and tired all the time, if you feel like you have less strength or less endurance, and if you're struggling to lose weight, you might have low testosterone. So that's why you go by Elite Men's Health for an evaluation. And if your T-levels are low, let them develop a plan that's perfect for your body. So if you want to feel like you did when you were in your late teens and early 20s, head to Elite Men's Health. 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Rob Taylor State Farm. Or check out EliteMensHealth.com. COVID-19 cases are still spreading across the state. Safe, effective, and free COVID vaccines are now readily available for all Arkansans ages 5 and up. Booster shots are also available for fully vaccinated people 16 and above. The vaccines are highly effective at preventing severe COVID. That means helping keep you from being hospitalized or even dying. Get vaccinated to protect yourself, your family, and your community. Learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. Can you uh, pass the ketchup, honey? Dinner conversation can be tough, like getting ketchup out of a bottle. So, uh, Amber, what uh, happened at school today? Oh, nothing. Really? But having regular dinner together gives kids a better chance to thrive. Anybody act stuck up today? Kind of like this ketchup? Yeah, Chloe is. She says that I'm taking sides with Jordan and Zoe. Here, Dad, let me get that. Family dinner is just one way to help your family thrive. For more tips, visit facebook.com slash make every day count. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone.
Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It's Kara and Cade closing out the week with you on a Friday. In terms of, you know, being a college sports fan, obviously with college football, this kind of feels like the calm before the storm. Usually you get to a Friday. It's a big preview day. We got to wait a few more days. Are you guys okay with that game being on a, on a Monday, or is this a game that should be moved to a weekend day? Probably a discussion for another day. That's actually not at all our KavanaughCars.com question. But we are asking you today how you would describe your interest in this year's game compared to previous years. You know, if you never watch this game and you don't plan on watching it this year, well, then your interest level hasn't changed. Uh, the end around elaborates on his answer, saying, quote, Frankly, I know nobody who is interested in this. Nobody at work. Nobody at home. None of my friends. Therefore, I expect record TV ratings, in quotes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm going to watch it, but, like, I'm more watching it just to, like, hang out and eat wings. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm going to watch it. It's the last college football game of the season. Yeah. You know, this is this is the last thing we get for eight months minus one week. You know, so this is it. This has got to tide us over. For a long time, unless, you know, you're one of those people who can talk yourself into getting super hyped about spring games. Which, yeah, it's fun to go and watch, but it's still your team playing your team. How much do you take out of it? This is the last time we get to see two different teams in action on the same field. But, again, uh, how would you describe your interest? Our phone lines are open at 930-3776 if you want to weigh in on the Ritter Communications hotline. Uh, we'll kind of table the college football discussion for a moment, though, and talk about last night's Arkansas State loss at Louisiana. 83-77 was the final. It was it was an overtime loss. And no, Cade, the audio is not in the Dropbox. I can see you looking for it and forgot to put it in there. Uh, so <laughs> um, with, with the loss last night, you know, it, it certainly wasn't a bad game. And... Yes, I know the Raging Cajuns were without their their leading scorer, so they were down a little bit. But it was just kind of fluky. You know, it, if we would have gone into this, you know, game preview yesterday and somebody would have said, hey, Arkansas State is going to win the rebounding battle. They're going to win the turnover battle. They're going to make just as many threes as the Cajuns. They're going to hit more free throws then the Cajuns are even going to attempt. And they're going to hold the Cajuns without a field goal for about six and a half minutes in the second half. I would feel like those numbers would all point towards a Red Wolves win. And again, it's not like A-State got blown out or anything. They just ran out of gas in the second half. Ran out of players in the second half. But still, you know, a a loss is a loss. And this is one that I, I so wanted this team to win. Because even though they'll get another shot at the Cajuns later on in the season. You know, I just, I, I want to be able to drive the hype bandwagon right now with A-State men's basketball. Because to be honest with you, even though they have a 10-4 and 4 record, I, I can't in good faith do that. Because they have one of the worst strengths, yeah. strength of schedules, strengths of schedule in the country. So I can't quite sit here and, and, and tell you that this team is going to accomplish great things down the stretch. Because they haven't done it to this point. They haven't been bad by any stretch. But they haven't been able to go out and accomplish great things. And I know looking at this roster, looking at the fact that this is year five for Mike Bellotto, I want to see this team accomplish great things. 
I have high expectations and I feel like there is the potential to, to meet them. But, you know, just hit a speed bump last night. Again, this is certainly not, this was not, right? It's, it is game three of the conference season, or at least it was supposed to be. So it certainly was not a, a make-or-break moment. But uh, there were good things and there were bad things in this game. You know, the the first half as it unfolded was back and forth until you got to about the, the six-minute mark in the first half. And A-State just kind of lost their mojo for a moment. And in the span of about three minutes, the Cajuns went on a, an 8-0 run, a 10-0 run, somewhere in that neighborhood, and took a decisive lead. And for the rest of the game... Arkansas State was trying to make up for that three-minute span. And over and over and over in the second half, A-State would go from a seven-point deficit to a two-point deficit. And then the Cajuns would score on back-to-back plays, and it was back to six. And A-State would hit a three, and then the Cajuns would hit back-to-back buckets, and then the, the deficit would be seven. And then it just, I mean, it was like that for... 17 minutes in the second half, it seemed like, until Arkansas State finally was able to claw back in and and Caleb Fields just hit an insane shot at the end of regulation to send it to overtime. Once you got into overtime, you're kind of concerned about how that would play out because A-State was dealing with some foul trouble. You know, heading into OT, O'Meara had four fouls. Uh, Wesley had four fouls as well. The Cajuns did have a player with four fouls, but you just kind of felt like Maybe at that point in time, Omir had been living a little bit on borrowed time because there had been a couple plays down the stretch where if if the officials had called him for his fifth foul, I would certainly not have been protesting. Yeah. I thought the one they eventually, you know, called on him for number five was a little bit ticky-tack. But again, at that point in time, he had dodged like three bullets. So you kind of just accept it and shrug and move on. Uh, but, you know, without him on the court, Cajun's able to get some big buckets late late in the game and and get that win again there were there were several good things about the game and and several not as good things about the game and and going with with kind of the negative first and this is not something we're going to see a lot thankfully but but this was a bad shooting night for a lot of key players on this team Caleb Fields was two for 12 (laughs) yeah he had that monster shot but he was he was two at 12 Desi Seals was was three of 13 Marquis Eaton was one of 11 and again, we're we're not going to see a night where all three of those guys are just off their game again. It was it was tough, but you know, stating the obvious here, those guys have to shoot it better. You know, A State shot thirty five percent in the game, but a huge part of that was the fact that Omir went eleven eleven for fourteen. You take away that number, and A State shot under twenty five percent from the floor. You're going to win about zero games with that shooting percentage. So that was tough. And again, that is an anomaly. It's not the craziest thing in the world for Fields or Sills or Eaton to have an off night. But you don't see all of those guys having off nights on the same night. But unfortunately, they did last night. And that was a big reason why A-State lost. Uh, Those guys did, you know, make a little hay at the stripe. Uh, because A-State had a good night shooting free throws. And by the way, I, I do want to tip my cap for them on, on that because it can be really frustrating as a fan when your team can't hit the freebies. And A-State is somewhere in the top 40, I think, nationally this year in terms of, of free throw percentage. You know, they're shooting over 75%. And in particular, there's a couple of guys who are who are phenomenal. Um, Omir's only missed like 
three free throws in conference play. He's got an insane, insane free throw percentage in league play. And Marquis Eaton, by the way, ranks second in the country in free throw percentage. So uh, there were some good things and have been some good things with this team. They clawed their way back into it in the second half with really good defense. Again, mentioned uh, they held the Raging Cajuns without a field goal for six and a half minutes. But but uh, really, there's not that much more you can you can say about it. You've got to put it behind you immediately. And this team's got to turn their attention to ULM coming up on Saturday, which thankfully will be a, a much easier challenge. Let's go to the phones and check in with Wade. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, doing good. Thanks for calling. Um, as far as uh, Georgia and Alabama, for the most part, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll watch. I'm kind of curious. But um, to me, I, want, I mean, if you know – if they play five times, I think that'd be a 60-40 split. Uh, you know, one win and three, one win and two. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the five, there's going to be maybe one blowout. The rest are going to be pretty tight. I think I expect tomorrow will be pretty tight. So it probably just ends up whoever can uh, keep from turning over the ball and who maybe has the last possession. Um, I mean, it could come down to special teams. Yeah. So, um, but but I'm also sad um, because any each season when football ends, I'm always kind of I go into kind of the doldrums. Yeah, uh, that's my favorite sport. So it's like, golly, it's a long time until late August, you know, September next year. Um, so, um, and I'll probably watch North Dakota State and Montana. Okay. Um, you know, pretty interesting. Um, you know, I'm sure that'll be a good a good game. Those are both good teams. So. Um, Anyway, as far as like the the basketball, I watched the game last night. That's the first game I've watched and really been enthused and been into it. And you know, um, I would I got out of my recliner and got up close to my big screen TV and was you know <laughs> trying to trying to help them a little yeah. bit at times. And, um, that's the first time I've done that with uh, men ASU Red Wolf men and in a few years. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're starting to look and they looked pretty good last night. At times, I mean that that um, oh the three pointer uh, where he was way downtown. Yeah, it almost looked to me like um, he wanted to jump up, but he didn't leave the ground. But he almost did, so it, I was afraid we were going to get called for a travel there. Did you think so? Uh, I was too busy freaking out that it went in to begin with. Well, yeah, I mean when he went to to, to make his move, he kind of he didn't leave the ground, but he kind of made. Like a, he didn't just go straight up. It yeah. looked like he kind of made in it, you know, and I was afraid that we're going to call us there, and, of course, that would have been the game. So I was disappointed in overtime that we just couldn't get it to go, but they fought hard. So, you know, if we can win most of them at home and pick up, you know, half or so on the road, um, I'm, you know, I'm encouraged. So uh, I'm anxious to see how the women do. Uh, is their game on tomorrow? Yes, and of course it's it's in Jonesboro, so you can go out and watch and play at one, or, or you can hear it here on the ticket, or tune in on ESPN Plus. I'm I'm just uh, really excited about um, the the coach, the ladies' coach, right now to to see what she can do with the rest of the season. I like her. Yeah, I I, I like hearing her talk. I like the way she explains things, and and you know she's easy to to talk to when we have those Zoom interviews. So I'm I'm hoping to see some success as well. I um I mean I don't care who the coach is I don't care if it's you know uh you know a ninety year old 
you know, whatever, or a, you know, 22-year-old. I don't care if it's white, black, yellow, purple. I don't care if it's male or female. As long as they can coach and they're good with the kids. Um, and I think she brings all of that. So I'm, I'm wishing the best for her, for our Redwells, and as well as, as her and her, um, um, uh, gosh, what would you call it? A uh, 14 or 15 game uh, job interview? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that's it. Uh, I'll let you go. I know you've got other people. Thank you for what you do and go, Red Wolves. Thanks for the phone call, Wade. I think uh, maybe Thanks. at the beginning of this segment, we mentioned we were going to hear some audio from, from Mike Bellotto. We'll get to that after the break. We've got another phone call to get to. D Money's with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. How are you? Confused. I, I got a question. Is there an actual term called athletically schizophrenic? Because if there's not, a state's the new definition of it <laughs> in men's basketball. All right, explain. Well, hell, like you just listen to the numbers. Yeah. Debbie goes ice cold all night. I mean, you know, uh, Murray goes, uh, he goes ice cold. Narshad is the only constant. He's, I'm going to start calling him Venus because he's the only constant in the sky. Yeah. I mean, geez, I finally start getting into basketball. <laughs> this is the torture I'm taking. It's, uh, you know, it, it was an entertaining game last night. It just not had, it just did not have the outcome that I was, that I was hoping for. There were some good shots. There was some, some tough play by Omir. And look, you know, even, even if this was an awful team with Omir, he alone would be worth watching night in and night out. But it, but it's not. It's just a team where several other players had an off night last night. I, it, it's happening a little too often. It just, it, every, it just seems like they, 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 they show you little glimpses of, of, hey, we're playing well. And then all of a sudden, last night happens. And it's like, wait, where, who are these guys? I mean, does Desi Sills have an evil twin? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm starting to really think, but I, it's just—I just hope they're more consistent. I really do because they've got a chance to have a really, really good ball club, and I, I really like Pilato. I like what he's doing. But good God, just be consistent for for the love of all that's good and holy and my sanity. Ugh. Yeah. it's rough. You've got, you know, for A State, they've got a stretch here. The next three. They should be favored in. They should be able to get some momentum back because ULM is – Keith Richard, I think, is a good coach with a significant lack of resources and, and talent. So they'll give A-State a little bit of a test, but they're not nearly the team that, that ULM is. Little Rock this year is, is not good. And so yeah. that's going to be – you know, they have a home-and-home home with Little Rock next week. So you've got a chance to build back up some momentum before the following week A-State uh, hosts UT Arlington, who, who are undefeated in conference play right now. Yeah, they're rough. They're probably, in my opinion, UT Arlington is probably the best team in the league. They have, I, I think. You know, they have some some good wins already. You know, uh, they've already beat USA, uh, who I think came into yeah. conference play maybe is the leader in in the net rankings. Um, they beat Troy, who I love. Troy's coach. He's he's uh, kind of had a little bit of a rebuild there, but it's Scott Cross who used to be at UT Arlington. They beat they beat Georgia State on the road as well. So UTA having a really good start to conference play. Yeah, absolutely. But on to bigger and better things. I am absolutely pumped for Monday night. <laughs> I, know, I know y'all are stunned by that. Stunned. But. Stunned. Breaking news on the ticket today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hold the phone. I'm excited about an Alabama game. I know. I, I just I think Alabama has that mental edge. I really do. And I just don't know if Kirby can get get over that mental hurdle across the uh, you know 53 feet 
excuse me, 53 yards across the field from it. Uh, I just, I don't know if he can. And the other part of it, too, is Ja'Cory Brooks looks like he's going to step up and take uh, Mechie's place as a, the number one slash 1A and 1B with the uh, Williamson kid uh, at wide receiver. Uh, Jaleel Billingsley, the tight end, hadn't had a big game all year. So maybe it's, you know, his time to shine. And I just, I think Bryce Young is just, I, he's a special kid. He really is. I think he'll he'll do enough to, to get him over the hump, and uh, Alabama will go back to back. You heard it here first. Do we, um, do we lose you? Yeah, here we go. Here we are. Can you hear me? Kinda. Okay, there we are. I'm sorry. I'm at the, <laughs> the exit 111 on uh. On 67, the Alicia Bono exit, it's pretty nasty with the signal sometimes. Bono, that great metropolis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me tell you, if you haven't been to Bono lately, don't go. It, it's not much. Serious question. Have you ever been to Bono Lake? Yeah. Is it is it is it just like a muddy hole, or is it like a lake? Uh, it's It's a lake, but, I mean, it's... Not a big lake, I mean, but it's a lake. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could... It's not... It's it's too big to be called a pond. I don't think it's really big enough to be a lake, but, it, you know, you kind of, you know... Like, it's like the old saying, you know, you round up at the half. Okay. So I'm going to round up and call it a lake. Okay. That's the best I got on that one. I, it's... It, I don't know. It's, it's water, it's wet, and I'm sure there's some fish in it. <laughs> Thanks, Dima. I mean, I... That's the best that I got. Y'all have a great day. Roll Tide. We'll see ya. I mean, look, it's my fault for bringing up the question to begin with. I just, <laughs> I remember, you know, when we, when voting for the tax to build Bono Lake was on the, the ballot, and I was excited about, you know, the potential of another recreation area, and then I just never really heard that much else about it. I, I know it exists. I have not been there. I, I like going out to Craighead. You know, it's close to... Yeah. The office, you know, on a pretty spring spring day, awesome to go out there, awesome to take the dog out there. But I have yet to make my venture to Bono Lake. This has absolutely nothing to do with anything we're supposed to be talking <laughs> about right now. So we're going to hit pause on this conversation, come back, bring you that audio from Mike Bellotto that I lied to you and told you we'd play in this segment. So that's on the way. Keep it here with us on the ticket. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station, 95.3. The Ticket. Good afternoon. I'm Kate Morgan in for Scott Woodson. It's time to take a look at your EAB Noon Farm Market Report. March corn at 603 and a half, down a quarter. May down a half at 604. January soybeans at 1394 and a quarter, up 17. March up 17 and a quarter at 1404 and a half. March wheat at 750 and a quarter, up four and a quarter. May up one and three quarters at 751 and a half. March cotton at 115.25, up 53. May up 72 at 113. In January, rice at 14.49, up four. March also up four at 14.75. In the livestock complex, February live cattle at 136.93, down 43. April down 75 at 141.70. January feeder cattle at 162.03, down 55. March down 85 at 166.43. And February lean hogs at 79.98, down 2.98. April down 163 at 87.65. That's your noon farm market report from your EAB Ag Network. Have a great day. Hear that? 
That's music to your ears if you're a rice farmer. That's the beautiful sound of rice pouring into a bin. Even before the rice is planted, competition from weeds limits yield potential. Luckily, Sharpen, Facidel, and Prowl H2O herbicides give me the protection I need from weeds, regardless of variety or trait. I know that no matter what rice seed I choose, Sharpen, Facidel, and Prowl H2O are ready to protect every acre. I said they're ready to protect every acre. Always read and follow label directions. There's no doubt about it. Being informed is key in the business of agriculture. You need the best return on your investment, and we're here to help. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson with the EAB Ag Network. Each and every weekday, we'll keep you informed with the latest news that affects our region and market prices as well. Stay tuned for reports on this EAB Ag Network radio station several times each weekday. The EAB Ag Network, keeping local farmers and ranchers in the know. Save big this week at Food Smart, where you get all items at cost, plus 10% at checkout. Get fresh ground beef value packs for $2.22 a pound. Iceberg heads of lettuce, 88 cents. Prairie fresh whole boneless pork loins, $1.37 a pound. King cotton sliced bacon, 40 ounces, $8.98. And there's a huge craft buy eight, save $8 save. Be smart. Shop Food Smart. Now open in Jonesboro in the two former Hayes Supermarkets locations on Nettleton and on G Street. Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go by NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series from Club Car. Call 236-GOLF or get by NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragon. Turn it up and annoy your co-workers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. We welcome you back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade still here with you. Recapping some of last night's Arkansas State men's basketball loss to the Rage Cajuns. And uh, we shared some of our thoughts about it. We'll dive in now to Mike Bellato's thoughts about it as the A-State men's basketball coach. Caught up with voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, last night on the 107.9 K-5 pregame. And, uh, of course, just shared some of his thoughts on it. Started out with the general recap. You know, big shot by Fields that sent it to overtime. But ultimately a game where Arkansas State came up just a little bit short. I thought, um, you know, Fields made a gigantic play, obviously, to put us to give us five more minutes to get out there and and play you know when you look at the stats i mean i'm astonished like three six for 36 between desi caleb and, and eaton and we lose in overtime you know and that's not that's really uncharacteristic of those three so yeah i think we'll shoot a lot better to moving forward um defensively you know i thought we did a better job in the second half than we did in the first um but they made some big plays you know they hit some threes coming down the stretch of tough pull-up jumper by Williams in the corner to put them up four um, but we already come back and force overtime we just you know we got we got to shoot the ball better and I, I believe in my guys I know we will uh, when the time comes with that shot of course it was just it, it, there's no way it's what they drew up because <laughs> Caleb Fields was uh, not very close to the three-point line I mean it was a long distance shot it was probably a little bit off balance but hey it went in and Mike Bellano talks about 
uh, that shot from Caleb. Yeah, he did. I mean, we play at kind of a stagger uh, misdirection, and uh, they did a good job of guarding it, so Fields had to just go get one, and I thought he was patient, set his feet well. You know, we do a lot of shooting off the bounce in practice just for situations like this, and it was a big shot for him. He was, I mean, he, was a, he, he hadn't made a lot of shots to that point, and for him to take that is, is gutsy and big for our team. So I'm excited to get back, you know, to work on uh, tomorrow and then play play Saturday. Continuing on, it was – what has just become the norm at this point in time, really, for, for North Shadow Mir? You know, he finished with, with 29 points in 17 minutes. He, he did foul out, but he was still out there for 36 minutes. So this wasn't one of those games where it seems like he was, he was constantly in foul trouble and had to leave the game early or anything like that. Um, he went 11 of 14 from the floor. He went 7 of 8 from, from the stripe. Uh, he had one turnover in 36 minutes. This is just, as good as he is every single game, it seems like he just gets... A, a tiny percent better as well because he was playing you know some bigger guys in this game that that he never backed down from you know you even go back to that game against Moorhead State that A-State lost earlier in this year and it, I, I don't think Omir played very well against Janai Broom who I know he plays at Moorhead but he's one of the better big men in the country right now I, I don't think Omir had a good game there but he played significantly better against these big guys you know he's starting to see uh, tougher challenges down low, and he's he's starting to face them a, a lot better. Uh, so a great game there, and of course, uh, Bellotto weighs in on his performance. It's twenty nine and seven. That's unbelievable. I didn't even look at. I was looking at the shooting percentage, and I was also looking at turnovers. And we only had nine shot. We didn't shoot great. Only shot thirty five percent of forty in the second half. And then you told me about number twenty nine and seventeen. That's pretty dominant. I thought he had a great game overall. Um, I know he scored a lot. I know he got a ton of rebounds. I just didn't know how many. Um, you know, but give them credit. You know, Cooper's very good, and so is Dugai. They they were very efficient tonight. By the way, A State only turned it over nine times last night, which I thought. I mean, that's a great number compared to how they played. And that's just a good number. Period. You'll you'll take under double digit turnovers any game. Uh, but what was wild in the first half, A-State turned it over six times in the first half, right? The Cajuns scored 13 points off those turnovers. They scored every single time A-State turned wow. it over. And that was one of the differences in the game. Because, again, nine turnovers is, is not a lot. It's not. But it was just kind of crazy how every single time that happened, the Cajuns capitalized. At the end of the day, they had 17 points off 9A state turnovers. So that's not a number you see a lot, and it's one, again, where you just kind of you just have to give the Cajuns some kudos because of, of how well they were able to capitalize off of those. Again, you know, one of the numbers we pointed out when we were uh, going through uh, the numbers in this one, if, if you told me that A-State won the rebounding battle in this one, I, I would have thought that they would have had a good chance to win. You know, if I would have said, hey, uh, you know, A-State's going to be plus six in terms of second chance points, I would have said, all right, give me the Red Wolves. But... Um, still, it didn't happen, but still, Mike Bellotto was really proud of his team's effort on the glass and just effort overall. Yeah, I was very proud of our guards. I thought, you know, Desi, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Fields had three, and uh, everybody else basically had, like, you know, at least two. Seals had one. But we ran down a couple missed shots. You know, with a lot of missed shots, and we're not shooting well, we got to get the ball back. Um, we couldn't capitalize on a couple of those, but at the same time, I was really proud of their effort. I thought our guys played extremely hard, fought back down 10, and uh, to force overtime, we just couldn't pull it out. Last thing here from Mike Bellotto. Of course, the attention now, 
you turn it to ULM, nobody on, on that bus is sitting there really uh, overthinking what happened last night because now you got to get back in the win column. So Mike Bellotto talks Warhawks. Yeah, a good win for them. I just saw the score. I haven't watched the game yet. We'll watch it tonight. Um, but, again, look, whether we would have won or lost, we have the same mentality. You know, we'll go 1-0 and next game. we got to put this game to bed at midnight, no matter if we won or lost. Let the coaches worry about the, the, the film. We just got to work on Monroe starting, you know, tomorrow and not, not dwell on it. Or you can't dwell on a win or a loss because in this league you got to play right away. So we'll just put this one to bed, get better, and uh, hopefully get it, get a win on Saturday. Again, that was Arkansas statement basketball coach Mike Bellotto. I think these stats have maybe been updated from last night. I'm trying to look here. But uh, in, as far as ULM and, and the challenge that, that they bring, um, they're going to score a lot of points. In fact, they lead the Sun Belt in scoring offense. They're also going to give up a lot of points. They are dead last in the Sun Belt in scoring defense. So, so on paper, what this one looks like is, is a track meet between these two teams because Arkansas State can absolutely score uh, as well. So you wonder if that is, is going to be the case. Um, A-State does have you know, a, a few different statistical edges, uh, particularly in terms of defense. But the Red Wolves are going to have their work cut out for them, you know, trying to slow ULM down just a little bit. You know, A-State, in theory, you know, on paper, should be able to have a good advantage coming up tomorrow on the glass. But ULM, like the Red Wolves, is a team that uh, shares the basketball really, really well. In fact, they lead the league in assist-to-turnover ratio. And uh, they've done, they, they played okay lately. You know, they got a conference win yesterday against Little Rock after losing the Eastern road trip uh, coming up last week against Coastal Carolina and App. So, uh, so there is uh, that and what to expect. That one tips off tomorrow at 2. Women's game at 1, men's game at 2. And of course, since that one's on the road, you can tune in. On 1079 K5 pregame coverage at 1.30. Uh, keep it here with us. We're going to take our last break of the hour. I don't know what we're going to get into next. Maybe more discussion on Bono Lake. Who knows? Keep it here. It'll be a surprise <laughs> on the Workday Red Zone. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook. And follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Buccaneers officially parted ways with Antonio Brown yesterday. There was talk that maybe the Bucs would hold off on releasing Brown until after the season. That would have certainly kept the receiver off another contender's roster. But the Bucs decided to cut ties early. Now we'll see if Brown's career can continue elsewhere. Even at 33, he's shown that he can still be very effective. But keep in mind, this is a receiver who put together a run during his prime that matches almost any receiver in history. The twists and turns of the latest controversy are bizarre, but that's what's been happening with Brown. When he parts ways with teams, it's ugly. He has a self-destructive streak, even when the situation seemed pretty good like it was in Tampa. It seems like Brown's career was over before, but he came back. So as wild as this week has been, it may not be enough to scare away a contender from adding a still very talented, if not troubled, football player. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.
You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen Report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Hey, it's me, your dream. What happened, man? We used to be tight. I say it's time we get back together. You and me, your dream, live in the van life in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could start a business or build a log cabin. Whatever you want. It's a Mercedes-Benz van, so it's chock full of innovative safety features. All I'm saying is don't forget about me. I, I mean, I am your lifelong dream. So what do you say? Let's head to the Mercedes-Benz Vans dealership and get that Sprinter. 2022 is here, and the more some things change, the more one thing stays the same. It's always worth the drive to Mr. T's. At Mr. T's, they offer the coldest beer at the lowest prices. And that's not just some slogan. Go buy Mr. T's, and you're going to save serious money on their selection of more than 200 beers from around the world. The biggest selection and the best prices. No wonder they say it's worth the drive to Mr. T's. Just across St. Francis River in Cardwell, or Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. So I I wanted to talk with you and your mom today, Lily, because of some of the changes your friends and teachers have seen in you lately. And along with the incident the other day, you were with Derek when he was caught selling marijuana. Yeah, he was selling it. Honey, we know. But we care about you and, and want to know what's going on. That's right. We'd like to understand it better and see how we might help. And if weed is a part of it, we want to make sure you know about the negative consequences for someone your age. So, can we talk? Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. All right, last couple of minutes left in this noon hour. we got another hour to go after this, of course, before we wrap it up for the weekend. But Karen, Cade with you. Uh, for a couple minutes right now. Phone lines are open if you, if you can talk fast at 9303776. Again, today's KavanaughCars.com question. How would you describe your interest in this year's championship game between Alabama and Georgia? Are you, are you more interested in this one than in years before? Less interested? Or kind of, you know, about the same? You watch every single year, so you're going to watch this year? Uh, that is, uh, that's a question out there for you. Again, for those of you who cannot wait until Monday to get your college football fix, we do the FCS championship coming up tomorrow. It's 11 o'clock, by the way, is when this one kicks off on ESPN2. So, you know, there are a a handful of college games uh, on the hardwood starting 11, noonish. But if you're just going to be killing time until A-State tips it off with the women at one in the minute, two, you can tune into this one for just a little bit. It's North Dakota State and Montana, the... Game, North Dakota State favored by seven, seven and a half, depending on where you look. And I'm sorry, Montana State, not Montana, playing in this one. And I think everybody is very familiar with what North Dakota State does at this point in time. There was, this was a few graduating classes ago for North Dakota State, but there was there was one point 
where in a, a, a five-year run, their redshirt seniors won more championships than lost games, period. Like they won somewhere in the neighborhood of, of four championships and only lost three games in a five-year window. It's just absolutely insane. And they've lost coaches throughout this process yeah, and just kept on keeping on. So uh, probably not uh, as familiar with Montana State as North Dakota State. And, and to be honest with you, I'm not super informed on the bison. I can't tell you what it is this year that, that makes them go and makes them so successful. But, uh, you know, just zoning out in front of the TV tomorrow, I'll probably turn this one on for a little bit. Again, ESPN2 is where you can find it. I know uh, most of us have that channel, so why not? It's a championship game. Kind of wet your whistle a little bit for what we're going to see Monday night. And I uh, haven't seen too many previews as I'm scanning through here of, of people who are brave enough to pick Montana State. I do know they're a little bit of the Cinderella. I guess, I guess this would be kind of like, you know, if, if Cincinnati had somehow made it into the champion. If Cincinnati was facing Alabama in the championship yeah. game, that's kind of, it yeah. seems like those are the parallels here. I mean, I know nothing about FCS football because I don't watch FCS football, but I do know North Dakota State is the dominating team yeah. in FCS football, <laughs> so I'm not picking against them. I, uh, I'm i not going to say I watched more this year, but I did, you know, I checked on some scores earlier in the playoffs because James Madison uh, was in the playoffs, and of course they're a team that is going to be in the Sun Belt. If not next year, then the year after that. So I, I followed them. They got beat on North Dakota State's way to to the championship game. But uh, but so so I would say like normally I'd my interest level in the FCS is normally at about you know a point two on a scale of one to ten. This year it was maybe on a a point four. Still, I'm going to watch tomorrow. It's college football. Why not? Uh, we'll have more discussion on you know Monday's game when we come back in the second hour of the show. Also, very excited. We're going to get to talk about a women's basketball game coming up. Not a women's basketball cancellation. A game that will be played tomorrow at First National Bank Arena. In fact, uh, they'll be getting ready to tip it off right at about 24 hours from now. So we'll get to actually talk about that game. There's also some exciting uh, A-State alumni news that we'll share with you coming up later on in the program, and uh, maybe we'll even touch on some NFL playoffs and who knows what else we might be able to throw with you, throw at you before we wrap it all up today. Maybe more pond versus lake discussion. I don't know. Eventually, uh, probably about 145, I think we're looking at running out of topics, so it should get real interesting. Real interesting at that point. Wish us luck. We're just <laughs> going to... We should have... You know, I, I know they used to have this in the KISS studio. One of those little things you could spin. We should make a wheel of topics. So, yeah, days when maybe there's not a lot of news out there, we just spin the wheel of topics and see what it lands on. And that's, we do a segment on it. That could honestly, it, it could either it could be, end bad. It, could, it, would, it would go one of two ways with no middle ground. It would either be brilliant content or the dumbest thing we've ever done. One of the two. Maybe we'll look into it. We'll see. Uh, we will look into another hour. Again, we've got to hit pause first, but uh, one more hour until we wrap it up for the week. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone.
registration is going on now at East Arkansas Community College. There's never been a better time to enroll in classes at EACC. If you want to make a change in the new year, let EACC help you get there. Many programs are available to get you trained and to get you to work. Free money for spring is available for students enrolled in six or more hours. Apply online at eacc.edu, visit the Wind Center or main campus in Forest City, or call 870-633-4480 to get registered for spring classes. Spring classes begin Tuesday, January 18th. Don't wait to get registered. Go to eacc.edu or call 870-633-4480 today. Pico Foods in Pocahontas is offering you the chance for a great career. Pico Foods has general labor and skilled position job openings now with the opportunity to grow. Pico Foods has a variety of schedules available, is family owned, and is a second chance employer. And most important to you is this is a job you will not want to leave. Plus, Pico offers amazing sign-on award and referral programs where you could easily earn thousands of additional dollars. Apply online at www.picofoods.com slash careers or text jobs to 844-822-7326 that's picofoods.com slash careers or text jobs to 844-822-7326 also pico has weekly on-site job fairs at the plant in pocahontas every wednesday from 8 to 10 a.m and 2 until 4 p.m get yourself a great career with ample opportunity to grow and earn thousands of additional dollars with incredible sign-on award and referral programs by applying at pico foods today Hi, this is Angie Gallagher at United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. If you are looking for investment property, I have several great opportunities. We have a 20-unit mini storage operation listed in Randolph County for only $75,000. I also have six fixer-upper rent houses in Pocahontas, all for the low price of $206,000. And finally, how about a newer 2,400-square-foot commercial building with overhead doors and a nice apartment that is perfect for various types of automotive businesses? Call me for more information at 870-219-5159 and check them out on my website at unitedcountryozarks.com. It's the Red Wolves and Warhawks Saturday as the women host ULM at 1 o'clock on the Ticket Radio Network while the men play in Monroe at 2 on 107.9 K5. Red Wolves basketball is brought to you in part by Centennial Bank, NEA Baptist, Arkansas State University, More Air Conditioning, Mr. T's, Jim's Pawn Shop, NEA Golf Cars, Calmer Solutions, WT Equipment, Elite Eye Care, JT White Hardware and Lumber, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Purcell Tire and Service Center, and Tommy's Express Car Wash. This is Will Oswald with your Friday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update brought to you by Plants and Tire Service. A Caleb Fields three-pointer with three-tenths of a second left in regulation forced overtime, but the Red Bulls were held to just four points in the extra five-minute session as Louisiana Lafayette beat A-State 83-77 last night in Lafayette. North Shadow Mirror with a game-high 29 points and 17 boards. Red Bulls at ULM tomorrow, pregame 130 on 107.9 K-Fine and EEB Red Bulls Sports Network from Learfield presented by Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield. For the second time this week, Vanderbilt beats Arkansas in college basketball, this time on the women's side as the Commodores beat the Hogs 54-51 last night in Nashville, sending the Razorbacks to their third straight loss and an 0-2 start in league play. Sasha Goforth with 17 points and 11 rebounds to lead the way. Razorbacks host Missouri on Sunday. And the Grizzlies made it seven straight wins last night. John Morant's 22 points led six players in double figures in a 118-88 route over Detroit. Bringing you the best deal on tires since 1963, that's Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. If you're a veteran or know a veteran struggling with post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injury, please go to AmericanHumane.org to learn about their Pups for Patriots program, which provides specially trained service dogs to veterans in need. Let's help our veterans heal from the invisible wounds of war. 
You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Day Red Zone, Kara Ritchie and Cade Carlton. One more hour left of the work week. Thank you for killing some time with us on a Friday. We certainly appreciate that. We've been asking you today how you would describe your interest in this year's college football championship game between Alabama and Georgia compared to previous years. Most of you right now, uh, the leader in the clubhouse, less interested in this game there are eight percent of you voting that you're more interested in this year's championship game than in years past and and I, i'm don't want to diminish your opinion i'm i'm kind of curious as as to why this is one of those games i'm trying to talk myself into getting hyped about because right now the reasons i'm, I'm going to watch it aren't necessarily exciting reasons i'm watching it because it's the last football game of the year <laughs> it is going to be two great teams but unfortunately some of these storylines that are factoring into this game it, it seems like you know I, I almost want to go back to 2018 you know when Georgia and Alabama played for the championship there and just see if see if there are college football writers out there that have just copied and pasted <laughs> their articles from from the 2018 preview, with uh, with the exception, of course, you've had to change names in there, but it's it's kind of same stuff, different day. So if you're hyped up for this one, you know I can be swayed. I, I would love for you to talk me into it, so that when we get back here on Monday, we can be ready to just have an awesome preview and be so hyped up for that game and and ready to get you hyped up for it too. Get me on this bandwagon. That's what I want. Chuck's with us on the phone. How are you? I'm doing good, Kara. How are you? Hey, doing good. Thanks for calling us today. Oh, no problem. You know, I'd be more hyped up to watch this one if they hadn't already played. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the uh, LSU and Alabama national championship game. You know? Yeah, rematch on that one, yeah. I mean, like the first time they played, they, they didn't play each other at all, right? Uh, in 2018, I don't think so. Because I mean, I didn't. I don't think Alabama even made it to the to the uh, SEC championship. I think that's the year that we had the uh, kick six. Yeah, 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 they were they were the co-champ. Yeah, they was co-champs with Al- uh, with Auburn, but Auburn went to the SEC championship. Yeah, Georgia pummeled them. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I was up for it that year because they hadn't played each other. But this year, I mean, we're going to get – I hope it ain't the same thing that we got in the SEC championship, but I figure it will be. I mean, you can't count Alabama out just like you can't count Tom Brady out. Sure. Sure. You know, so I I can see how people are not as exciting. Now, I will watch it, but 
it ain't – I probably won't watch the whole thing. Yeah, or at least, you know, this might be a game for a lot of people where the TV is absolutely definitely going to be on. But, you know, if you need to get up and do something in the middle yeah. of the game, you're not going to – you're not going to freak out about it. Right, because I normally take off the day after the national championship, you know, because I sit up so late and watch it, sure. watch everything through. This year it's like, ah, I'll go ahead and work the next day. You know, I mean, because you know the SEC is going to be, somebody from the SEC is going to be the champion. Yeah. Yeah, you can already yeah. you can already figure out all the bowl records for every <laughs> conference in college football because you know the SEC is going one and one on Monday night. Right. I mean, it just I don't know. I, to me, I'm not knocking the SEC. They, as of right now, they probably look like the toughest conference in the college football. But man, I mean, how do you have three of your well, two of them being? The upper echelons of your conference lose to G5 schools. You know? Yeah. I mean, it was not yeah. – it, until like the final three-ish or so days of of the bowl season, you know, not counting, of course, what we're going to see tomorrow, um, it, it was not – it was not a good bowl season for the SEC. They closed out strong, but they certainly didn't start that way. Right. And Tennessee should have won that one. Yeah, they got hosed. I don't know about that, but, I mean, they should have won it. I mean, I've watched the replay several times. The way I understood it, they said his momentum had stopped. It kind of looked that way to me, but still, they shouldn't have been in that position. Yeah, I, that, well, with that's Purdue. fair. That's fair. With, that, with Purdue, I mean, you know, I'm a Big Ten guy, which I don't root for the Big Ten, but my team plays in the Big Ten. And Purdue is not that good. Purdue is you know? only good when they're facing, what, the number two team in the country and then they're almost unbeatable? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, come on. But, I mean, still, I mean, they shouldn't have been in that position. And Tennessee was the better team, you know, than what that come down to. So they should have never been there. But it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Uh, Purdue got them a nice win. And I'll give credit where credit's due, man. The dude was going for the win instead of, you know, the easy tie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. But uh, what else y'all been talking about? I just got in the truck. Well, you know, that's so. that's our, our question today is the interest level. But also, you know, we spent uh, some time in... The first segment, talking some, some A-State men's basketball, you know, they last night was an entertaining game, but unfortunately they lost by six in overtime. Yeah, they're going to have to do something with old uh, Mears or whatever his name is. Oh, Mears, he had, I mean, he had a, a monster game, and, you know, he he did not get in foul trouble until late. He fouled out with, what, like two or so minutes left in the game. And it was an overtime game. So he played 36 minutes, which is, if that's not a season high for him, I'd be really surprised. But there's got to be some kind of different backup plan for what to do when he's he's out because those those minutes look kind of rough sometimes when he's on the bench. From what I listened to last night, it sounds like, man, he was the man with the hot hand. He was. Uh, he finished with 29-17 and 17 last night, Chuck, and he was 11-14 from the floor. Um, either six or seven, a seven or eight, one of those from from the stripe. He he had another great game last night. Yeah, 
He did. I mean, the only problem I see with him is he gets in, he gets a little too aggressive underneath. Yeah, he doesn't have a. Uh... <laughs> He hasn't really figured out the off switch yet, or not the off <laughs> switch, but the you know the the take it down a notch switch. I mean, right. he plays. He kind of plays every game at eleven, and you know sometimes you sometimes you you get beat by your opponent, and you have to let your opponent beat you. Um, it seems like there are some times where he wants to contest every single opponent shot from the finish or to the finish, and 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 that's where you get fouled or, or pick up fouls. Right. Excuse me. You know, sometimes you just got to say, all right, you beat me on this one, so you, I'm going to get out of your way and let you score, and then the next time down the court I'm going to play de- better defense, you're not going to beat me then. Right. Okay, that's all I had today. I appreciate y'all taking my call. Y'all have a great and wonderful weekend, and uh, try to stay dry and warm. We'll see y'all on Monday. and Go Buckeyes and go Red Bulls. Hey, you too. Thanks, Chuck. Always good to hear from you. 930-3776 is the number to call. Again, how would you describe your interest this year in the college football championship game? You know, are you are you more interested, less interested, or kind of about the same that, that you are every year? And, and right now, that's kind of where I am. Um, it, it Actually, I, I'm lying. I'm trying to talk myself into being super interested, but I'm less interested. And, and Chuck hit the nail on the head. It's a rematch. It's been since... 2012 since we've seen a rematch in the championship game and although there's there's zero indicators that this game will be like that game I mean 2012 LSU Alabama was not great it it was great if you loved defense yeah but the first time those teams played and then you know the second time they they played Nick Saban beat the heck out of LSU. That rematch wasn't close. So, uh, in fact, the the two recent rematches that we've seen have not been close. Now, this hasn't happened a lot. As we mentioned, you know, 2012, LSU and Alabama played in the regular season, and it was 9-6, and that game was not entertaining for me. The championship game also was not entertaining, but that's because it was a 21 to nothing game. So that's not that fun. The time before that w- that we saw a rematch was in 1997. It was Florida State and Florida. Steve Spurrier's one and only national championship. When they played in the regular season, you know, the Gators won, but just barely. The rematch, it was a blowout. I don't want to see a blowout on Monday, uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Red Wolf Mark is with us on the phone. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I want to tell everybody, i got a friend. He's in rehab over here. He, he, he uh, over here, and he, he come over here in Jonesboro. But he, well, he started out at Blyville, because he lives in there. He started out at Blyville. They had to airlift him to Jonesboro, because mm-hmm. he had the COVID. He had the COVID, and he was on the ventilator for nine days. And uh, and uh, he, he he now he's in he, he's in, he's doing good. He's in rehab, but I want to tell you it it's a blessing to see him. You know, still 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 there. Yeah. And uh, and and he 
and I tell you, he, he's, he's one of my good friends. And he, uh, he, he, when, when he got over here, he, he was out of it. He didn't, he didn't know nothing. And, they, and there's a song he told me he, 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 he learned. He, he, he uh, went, went through his head, you know, mine. Precious Lord, lead, lead me on. Bring me home, you know, because uh, let, let me tell you, God, 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 God can do miracles. He can. And uh, and uh, he 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 wanted me to tell everybody, get their get their go COVID shots because it's no fun being on a ventilator and sitting there using your breath, every breath. So when you get out, get, get go by Walmart, go go by CBS, get your shot, get your boosters. And let's let's get back let's get let's get back let's get back where we need to be. Okie dokie. Yeah, because uh, it ain't no fun being on that ventilator. Just think when you're up there in the hospital taking every every breath of your life, it ain't no fun. That's does what it, he told me. It ain't yeah, no fun. Does not sound fun. And it ain't. So, so everybody out there, get you get your boosters and get your shots. And when he get when he gets out, when he gets done, and he goes home Monday, when he gets out of there, where he can get his shots, he's gonna go get them. Well, good. I hope he is on the mend and, yeah. and able to get out of there Monday, like he yeah. is scheduled to. What else is on your yeah. mind today, sir? His name is James Breeze, and, and keeping me in your prayers. Okay. And everything. And uh, I'm going to say go to the Red Wolves. Okay. And I'm going to say go to uh, go to all the high school teams for that. Okay. Because I know Jonesboro's playing baseball, and uh, and Melton's playing Green County Tech at home, so Green County Tech's going to get a whipping like a government mule. Okay. And uh, John, and baseball's going to get a whooping like a government mule because they got to come to uh, Jonesboro. Baseball got to come to Jonesboro. Have you ever been to Bono Lake? Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay, just curious. All right, thanks, Red Wolf Mark. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, go out and get your shots, and uh, let's let's get it. Let's get where we need to be. Okie dokie. All righty then. Thank you. Thank you. True story. I did get my booster earlier this morning. I've been uh, kind of putting it off, and I had no good reason to do that. Went and got it this morning, and I've just kind of. I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably gonna be a pretty big baby for the rest of the day because I'm doing the whole Marvitz thing at this point in time so if you see me in public this weekend and i'm especially whiny i apologize in advance just tell me <laughs> tell me to suck it up tell me to be a big kid and suck it up because i'm fine i'm fine of course with yeah. stuff like that it does it does give it's you a, a little bit thing. yeah it does give you a little bit of an arm ache but uh just again tell me to tell me to suck it up i'm, I'm gonna be fine i can still lift tacos with my arm i'll be okay uh we've got to come back and uh, we have got actual Real live Arkansas State women's basketball to talk about in preview. I'm excited to do that when we return. They host ULM tomorrow. Let's talk about it. We'll be right back here on The Ticket. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. 
Hey, this is Jackson from Tommy's Express Car Wash, and we're thrilled to announce that we've opened a second location in Jonesboro. That's right, Tommy's Express is now on Hilltop. Come experience the best car wash you'll find anywhere with the newest, most innovative technology in the auto wash industry. Plus, we have free vacuums, and our Tommy's Club Unlimited memberships start at just $19.99 a month, and those are good for all the Tommy's locations. So come see us seven days a week at Highland and Caraway and our brand new Tommy's Express Car Wash on Hilltop. Happy New Year from your friends at the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, we can't wait to see what happens in 2022. And we'll be right here all year long to talk about all the teams you care about. And every weekday, you can join the conversation with the Front Row with Budrow from 7 to 10. RWRC Radio, 10 to noon. The Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie from noon to 2. The Setup from 2 to 3. And The Drive with Brad Bobo from 3 to 6. So here's to you and a great 2022 from the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, Dad. Your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad. Your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey. Why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ed Council. Imani wouldn't be here if it wasn't for St. Jude. Everything was perfect until that day when she was five weeks old. That's when, you know, every parent's worst nightmare kind of came into fruition. So there was a fairly large and aggressive brain tumor, but St. Jude Children's Research Hospital gave us the ultimate gift in this world, which was hope restored. When, you know, me and my wife were here, there was not a single other care in the world except for Imani. St. Jude made that happen. And she's tumor-free now. She's growing. She's just a, just a happy child. The second we arrived here, we had food, housing, transportation, treatment, you name it. It was taken care of by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. To the people who donate to St. Jude, you know, I just want them to know that I don't think anyone in this world or anything in this world has given me a greater gift. We came as two desperate parents, and they saved our daughter's life. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade with you. And uh, I'm sure what is a fairly good-spirited Cade Carlton today because he's going to be finally back on the call tomorrow for some Arkansas State women's basketball. As we mentioned numerous times, A-State has been sidelined through through no fault of their own. But as of right now, 1.18 p.m. on Friday, January the 7th, Red Wolves a go to be back on the court tomorrow. Of course, they're going to be hosting ULM. Tip-off is at 1 o'clock at First National Bank Arena. And this is, I guess, kind of, in a way, a good team to kind of ease back into it against, you know, comp- 
competition because ULM just statistically is is not good, and not just statistically. I mean, this is this is a bad team record wise. Um, you look at what the Warhawks have done this year; they're four and twelve overall, but three of those wins I think came against non D one opponents. So they've struggled to put it mildly. And when you look at, uh, you know, some of their opponents, like like opponents, for example, you know, they have an overtime loss to Mississippi Valley State, who, of course, is a team that A-State shellacked in. That was Destiny Rogers' first game as head coach, right? It was against Mississippi Valley? Uh, yes. They go Mississippi Valley, Hendricks. Yeah. SIU, Edwardsville, yeah. then George Southern. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... You know, you, you look at lack of opponents there in, in A-State with a big edge. They they had no issues with that team again while, while ULM lost. And this Warhawks team right now is on, on a bit of a five-game skid. Um, when you look at them statistically, I'm kind of just trying to find something they're good at. Uh, they're, they're not terrible defensively, but they're, they're also not good and they're, they're – flat out bad offensively there's no way to really try and try and sugarcoat it so when you look at this game and and you try and figure out you know what could be the deciding factor in an a-state win you know my biggest concern is is not necessarily ulm and and the opposition it's what is this a-state team going to look like that has now played one game in 17 days you know they had one game last week and they were coming off of a nine-day layoff due to Christmas. So this is just not a team that's been out there very much. And and when it's like this, it can always go one of two ways. This team can look at come out rested and refreshed and ready to go. Or they can come out rusty. They or they can even be a little bit of both, you know, in the sense that uh, they can come out and the, the motor's going to be high, the effort's going to be there, but um, sometimes some of the finesse things are going to be just a little bit off. They might be a little bit too keyed up just in the excitement of actually being back out there, which you can totally understand, but that doesn't. sometimes that can lead to sloppy basketball. So that's the big concern for me tomorrow when this team gets back on the court is is, is it going to go smoothly just due to the fact that you haven't been out there. Now, obviously, since the, since the issues have not been on A-State's end, They've been able to practice. They've been able to go through everything like they normally would. So um, it's not like the team hasn't been on the court, period. They just have had to play against themselves as opposed to other league competitions. I guess, you know, when you look at, again, on on paper, how A-State could win this win, um, ULM is is not great in terms of of three-point field goal percentage. That's an area where... A-State kind of shines, so you would hope for, you know, maybe a, a big game from Jade Upshaw. But again, if your shooters haven't been out there in the game for a little bit, that is one of those things that you wonder could could be just a touch off early. So there are con- some concerns for me as A-State gets back out there tomorrow, but again, it's it's kind of more concerns about A-State as opposed to concerns about ULM. Kate, obviously you've had a minute to start to look forward to this one since... <laughs> Since uh, I think that uh, what that Cajuns game is called like on Tuesday, so you've known for a while that this would yeah be the the next one up for the Red Wolves. How do you size up this matchup tomorrow? Well, I mean, first off, I didn't start looking at ULM until yesterday because now I'm just like paranoid and superstitious that everything's sure. just going to get canceled. And so, uh, I mean, if we're being just hundred percent honest, like I did, they, 
they they just aren't very good. I mean, they're they're four and twelve. They don't really have any marquee wins. They've lost five in a row entering play. They uh, you know they've lost uh, in overtime to Mississippi Valley State. Uh, he, he, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe their marquee win of non conference play was champion Christian. Uh, so I mean, yeah. I mean, the, their wins are. Like Louisiana College, Champion Christian, Centenary, and someone else. I mean, so uh, it's been a tough year. I mean, they they, they dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, they, you know, their preseason second team all Sun Belt selections only played in eight of their, I guess now sixteen games, and just has come back in the last three or four games. So, I mean, it's a team that I think they played with only nine or ten on the Texas road swing uh, wow. last weekend. So, I mean, I. Lord, I was definitely worried about COVID because you have to have seven to be able to yeah. play. So, uh, I mean, hopefully everything goes well tomorrow. Back, yeah, just a uh, short short depth chart for, yes. for ULM last week. So, just uh, again, on paper, which I, I hate repeating myself over and over like that, but you do, you do have to say it in a, in a certain way. On paper, this is a game that that A-State should win and yes. honestly be able to win with with ease. Um, when you look around, you know, the Sun Belt in terms of what's in store for the women uh, should be one of the better played weekends across the league. You cross your fingers for everybody. Only two games canceled. So hopefully that will continue to be the case. And, and most importantly, hopefully we see that game in Jonesboro like, like we're supposed to. I've heard nothing um, contrary to that at this point, you know, to the best of my knowledge, 24 hours from now, these teams are going to be on the court. Uh, they should be somewhere in the second quarter, uh, <laughs> being able to to play this one. And you know, second quarter should have just started. And uh, hopefully that that is definitely going to be the case. In terms of you know what what I want to see, you know, there's a couple things that Coach Rogers talked about earlier this week in her press conference. One, you hope that everybody was healthy. There were a couple of players that were. Um, not not doubtful, but may, maybe questionable. You had Kia Patton, who is dealing with a little bit of, of uh, tenderness, I guess, in her heel. So you want to see her out there. Um, Lauren Pendleton, I think, was having to go through. She had hit her head, so I'm assuming she went through, had to go through a concussion protocol. So hopefully she is out there. She uh, has just been really fun to watch as a freshman. And you want to see her out there as much as possible because – with players that young, you know, they need that game experience every week because they can just improve so dramatically every single week. So first things first, you want to see them out there and healthy. Also, Coach Rogers kind of challenged, I guess you could say, Patton to to step up her game a little bit uh, in terms of the fact that, you know, she's an experienced player. She's usually out there on the court with, with you know, a lot of freshmen. So she needs to be that, that leader um, in so many different ways, scoring and, and all the intangibles and everything else. But then also, you know, looking at what you want to see tomorrow, ideally, I, I want to see uh, a kind of calm, cool, and collected Trinity Jackson because, you know, n- not to not to point a finger at her because there were other reasons this game didn't go the way A-State needed it to uh, last week in Statesboro. But she did have a little bit of a moment there towards the end that led to a technical foul that led to the Eagles yep. kind of finishing strong and, and coming out with a win. But again, that whole loss was was certainly not on her the reason the Red Wolves lost and something that you know I want to see more than anything else on Saturday the reason they lost in this one is because they didn't start well and it's a couple different games now that they have not started well they did not start well at SIU Edwardsville they were able to overcome it 
had an awesome comeback, a really fun comeback, but you know, you're going to lose if you constantly put yourself in early deficits. So don't do that. Yeah, I mean, it's 15 at it's 15 at Edwardsville, 13 at Georgia yeah. Southern at one point was your was your largest deficit. So, yeah. A State is going to be the better team tomorrow. I want to see them play like it from the time the ball tips off until the final buzzer. That's that's the one thing I want to see tomorrow in addition to, you know, obviously a win because that's that's what you always want to see. But 1 o'clock is, is when that one starts. And, uh, again, 12.30 is when Kate Carlton will be on air with your pregame here on the Ticket Radio Network. Again, just go ahead, just in case, just in case. Quick second, knock on wood. doesn't hurt. Something wouldn't around you, great, knock on it. Not something wouldn't around you, knock on your head. Just feel like almost this past, oh, 22 months, I know has brought out the superstition, it seems like, in me. I feel like I'm constantly uh, being careful how I say things. You know, if these teams play as scheduled, you know, these teams are slated for this to happen. It's just, uh, I'm ready to stop talking like that. Yeah, that'd be great. During these uncertain times. Yeah, I mean, I felt like we were there for like November <laughs> and December at basketball, and all of a sudden, uh, it just like, boom, out of nowhere. Again, uh, hopefully, you know, one thing, we've talked about just how much of a mess these first two weekends have been in women's basketball. The, the only thing you hope for is that right now that just like everybody goes through it at the same time. So then when you get into late January, when you get into that full month of February, maybe maybe everybody will have dealt with all of their COVIDness, And so you can make it through the final six weeks or so of the schedule unscathed. That's that's what you hope right now, since you are having all of these issues across the league. Hopefully, when you get to the back end of the schedule, there there won't be anything, anything like this at all. Again, 1 o'clock tomorrow. Look forward to it. Uh, keep it here with us. We've got to hit pause. We'll be back in a moment on the ticket. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Save big this week at Food Smart, where you get all items at cost, plus 10% at checkout. Get fresh ground beef value packs for $2.22 a pound. Iceberg heads of lettuce, 88 cents. Prairie fresh whole boneless pork loins, $1.37 a pound. King cotton sliced bacon, 40 ounces, $8.98. And there's a huge craft buy eight, save $8 save. Be smart. Shop Food Smart. Now open in Jonesboro in the two former Hayes Supermarkets locations on Nettleton and on G Street. Need health insurance now? Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield's limited duration plans provide affordable coverage designed to cover you for the length of time you need it. You don't have to wait to shop for health insurance. You can apply for these policies at any time. Call Woody Harrelson at 870-897-5000 or come see Woody at 2512 Alexander Drive in Jonesboro today. Woody Harrelson is a soliciting agent for Arkansas Blue Cross, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Plans available only to residents in Arkansas. Next time you have a special occasion, make a memory you'll never forget with the help of Crown Limousine. Weddings, birthday parties, concerts, anniversaries, going out for dinner, or just because. Crown Limousine will help you make a memory that will last a lifetime. Choose from Crown Limousine's 14-passenger Hummer or one of their 10-passenger Lincolns. Crown Limousine has the right limo for your memory. Find Crown Limousine on Facebook and at crownlimo1.com. Call 215-0077 and reserve your next memory in motion with Crown Limousine. 
Gazaway Ace and Paragold and Jones will remind you that whatever the project, they're the place that has everything you need. Skip the rake this season. Power up your cleanup with an Ego 650 power blower. Check out the full line of Ego tools and save 10% on the Ego 650 blower. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks, and helping you is the most important thing we do. That's Gazaway Ace on Hilltop and Jonesboro and West Kings Highway and Paragold. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go, Gazaway. Hey, it's Brad Bobo. If you haven't joined us for The Drive, you're missing sports talk done a different way. We shine the spotlight on local people making sports news, especially our high school coaches and athletes. We also cover sports stories from across the state and the nation. And, of course, we bring you tons of Red Wolves coverage and talk with folks around the Sunbelt Conference. Come see why sports news breaks on The Drive. Weekdays afternoons from 3 to 6 on Northeast Arkansas Sports Authority, 95.3 The Ticket and AM 970 KNEA. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral, or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time, here's Kara Ritchie. Uh, still hanging out here on a Friday. Kara and Cade with you. 9303776 is the number to call. And what we've been asking you today in terms of our KavanaughCars.com questions. I guess we're trying to we're trying to get a gauge on your, your hype meter for Monday for the college football playoff, a national championship between Alabama and Georgia. Where are you at? Uh, not so much looking ahead to this one just by itself, but you know, where are you at uh, with your interest level compared to in years past? Right now, only 7% of you went ahead and said, hey, I'm more interested in this game. And again, you know, if you fall into that camp, I, I would I would like to know why. Um, and I, again, I'm not criticizing your judgment. I, I want somebody to, to hype me up about this game because honestly, because it is a rematch, I'm, I'm kind of in the meh category right now with you, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I'll talk myself more into it, I think, on Monday. You know, when I when people start digging a little bit deeper into the game, when so many of the storylines aren't just about, you know, Nick Saban versus a Nick Saban assistant, um, when it's not just about, you know, rehashing everything that happened in the SEC championship yeah. game, I'll, I'll be able to find some excitement. But, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, <laughs> it is a process I am working through right now, to be honest with all of you. Uh, that question, of course, is brought to you by our awesome friends at KavanaughCars.com. If you are ready to take the plunge on a new vehicle for 2022, but maybe this weekend you're not really trying to go out and deal with these uh, wind chills, then the perfect place to start your search is going to be online uh, because they have all of their inventory there. And uh, sure, if, if you want to drive around here in town, you can go hit up each individual a lot. But you can also just start that search at KavanaughCars.com. You can get pre-approved. You can find out what your trade-in is worth. And hey, if you want to sell your car to Kavanaugh, you don't even have to buy one from them. You bring them a car, they'll cut you a check. 
It's pretty easy stuff. You can find out more information about it at KavanaughCars.com. Looking at some football news and notes, want to give you all a, a heads up to the Arkansas faithful. Some really good news for you all today. Bumper Pool is announced. He's coming back for one more season. Played for the Razorbacks. In fact, uh, I know he put it out on Twitter. I would assume he put it out on his his other social media as well about 23 minutes ago. Just let's run it back, Arkansas. And, of course, he puts the post up there saying uh, thanks to so many people. But uh, he continues on to say, quote, I feel a certain responsibility to the state of Arkansas, the university, and my teammates to continue the tradition, standard, and legacy that has been set by our football program. With that being said, I'm foregoing the 22 NFL draft and coming back for my fifth year. Whoopee. Signed, Bumper Pool. I will say uh, he ain't got nothing on Bradley Robinson. If you're unfamiliar with that, well, I can understand why. He's actually the Ohio State long snapper. Normally, we wouldn't really be spending any time talking about an Ohio State long snapper or a long snapper or a Buckeye player that's <laughs> <laughs> they're not playing right now, so we yeah. probably wouldn't talk about it. But I like the announcement, and I wanted to, to share it with you all. Uh, he's going to return for what will be his seventh year of eligibility. So in his graphic statement that he puts out, uh, he tweets out, quote, lots of people go to school for seven years. <laughs> Signed, Tommy Callahan III. So look, anybody who can bring up a Tommy Boy reference into their <laughs> return announcement, I'm all for it. Yeah, they're called doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is actually working towards a PhD. So he will be a doctor or something when he graduates. Unlike Tommy Callahan Jr. Or the third, excuse me. Who? Uh, what did he ever get a degree in? We can't really quote much for Tommy Boy. Yeah, I'll, on the show. I'll Probably, yeah, yeah, not a, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll just go ahead and wrap up that conversation. Uh, several segments ago in the show, we did tell you though that uh, there was some news in regard to an A State football alum and his future. Of course, I'll be honest with you, we were pretty big slackers this year on the CFL update. We started it. And then I kind of forgot about it for a couple, two, three shows, months, and uh, kind of lost touch with what some of those guys were doing in America's Hat. But Cody Grace had just a phenomenal year because turns out he's a phenomenal punter, which I think everybody who watched him play at any point in time while he was in an A-State uniform could have told you that coming in. Uh, he didn't get a shot, though, at the NFL, and that wasn't really due to him. We all know he has the talent, but just more due to everything that was going on in the world at the time when he was done with college. Uh, we had just started kind of dealing with a, a lot of the, the COVID stuff, and it wasn't a regular NFL draft lead-up. We didn't see the combine that year. We didn't see schools having all of their big things that they were going through and having all these scouts. It, it just It was different. And especially for special teamers where you're not going to get drafted anyways, they didn't have all of those normal workouts they would have where they were bringing players in and, and going through that. So Cody Grace got pretty much zero shot at the NFL, despite the fact that, again, he is a very, very talented dude. But long story long, he had a workout earlier this week with the New York Giants. So there is some NFL interest there. 
you certainly hope that goes well. Uh, he had he had a really really good year with the Calgary Stampeders. In fact, uh, he led the entire CFL in net punting average, and so he's considered a global player since, of course, he's from Australia, and he actually became the first global player to be selected as an All Star in the CFL. So I think it's I think it's kind of going good for Cody Grace. And of course, he's still going to be one of the biggest dudes on the football field. Yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be cool to see him. He kind of got robbed of that NFL shot because of, you know, COVID yeah. and all that. So that'd be cool to see him in the NFL. And I know you, well, do you want to see him on the Giants or not? Because then you might actually have to start watching the Giants again if you've got an NFL. Yeah, I, I did. I, I watched like two Giants games this year. I mean, they're terrible. Like, why would I watch? Why would I do that to myself? Well, you know, if they continue to be terrible next year, though, and Cody Grace is on the team, then in theory, he should get a lot of action. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's true. I mean, you know, in in a in a world where like you know football doesn't have to be terrible, they would draft like Matt Crow instead of keeping Daniel <laughs> Jones. But they're going to keep Daniel Jones, and so it's just like, ah, why am I watching? Uh, next year, you can watch for Cody Grace. You can, uh, maybe, you can watch yeah. him punt a lot. Uh, again, that was just you know who they're working out. Uh, there were no other additional comments about. You know what what that would look like, which of course the, the NFL season for a lot of teams is about to wrap up. You've got Week 18 that comes up this weekend, and then all of a sudden you are down to just the week after that. You, you're down to 14 teams that are left in the playoffs. The Giants certainly not going to be one of those. So this is more kind of a, a look at the future in terms of what could happen. Uh, you know, I did look around to see if there was any you know Omar Bayless news or Jay Adams news or anything like that. Did not did not find any of that. So. Unfortunately, it continues to be a fairly short list in terms of current Red Wolves in the NFL. Uh, I am intrigued, you know, with the games coming up this weekend. There is an interesting one between Raiders and Chargers. You know, it's a situation where if, you know, a team earlier in the day loses, if the Colts lose to the Jaguars, then both of those teams could get in if they tie. We've kind of talked about that weird tiebreaker. But honestly, I'm curious if if we're going to get to see Forrest Maryland in this season. He was, I think, active for five games this year with the Chargers and played in four and uh, did did well enough in a couple of those games to get, you know, kind of his own Chargers fan group going, which was fun to, to keep tabs on on Twitter. I know at the beginning of the season they liked him a lot. I mean, remember, he made the team out of camp and then they decided to go in a different direction, cut him, but kept him on the practice squad, but... You know, he's still there 18 weeks later being a part of this roster. So are we going to get to see him one more time before the season ends? I certainly hope so. Of course, uh, J.D. McKissick was put on the IR back a few weeks ago. So uh, that's uh, we'll, we'll look for him next year. I think this was a contract year for him, I believe. And obviously he was a key piece of some of Washington's success before the wheels kind of fell off late in the year for the football team. But uh, it'll be interesting to watch what happens for him in the the off season, and you know Demario's still Demario, so he's still good. Turns yeah, out. he's not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not uh, not turns out not a terrible representative of Arkansas State uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Love love keeping tabs on his career on and off the field. To be honest with you, uh, it's it's just uh, it's incredible. So we'll see what happens for him in the final game of the NFL season. Let's take a break. We've got one more break to take, and then uh, we'll come back. We'll wrap up the week here with you on the Workday Red Zone.
When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Every person deserves respect, and that's what you're promised when you work with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Bill Stanley and Jared Woodard are proud former lettermen at Arkansas State. And with over 45 years' experience, they've earned their reputation as hometown lawyers that get big city results. In fact, they've both been recognized in the National Trial Lawyers Association Top 100, whether it's personal injury, nursing home neglect, criminal defense, or civil litigation. Get respect, results, relief with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Call 932-2000 and visit stanleywoodard.com. Hey, it's Brad Bobo. If you haven't joined us for The Drive, you're missing sports talk done a different way. We shine the spotlight on local people making sports news, especially our high school coaches and athletes. We also cover sports stories from across the state and the nation. And, of course, we bring you tons of Red Wolves coverage and talk with folks around the Sunbelt Conference. Come see why sports news breaks on the drive. Weekdays afternoons from 3 to 6 on Northeast Arkansas Sports Authority, 95.3 The Ticket and AM 970 KDA. He flew fighter jets in two wars and taught you how to drive a car. He fed everyone on the block but never shared his secret recipes. And every time he'd tell a story, he'd own the room. But now more than ever, he may feel alone. Today, older adults and their loved ones are struggling to connect in a time when connection has never been more important. But there is something we can do. Embrace our older loved ones through StoryCorps Connect. With StoryCorps Connect, you can honor seniors remotely with an interview about their life. Every interview will be archived at the Library of Congress, becoming part of American history, so that years from now, future generations can listen in. All right, Grandpa, what's one piece of advice you have for me? Just three words, sweetheart. Live with courage. The man that had the best stories still has plenty of stories to tell. So connect virtually and share the conversation of a lifetime at storycorpsconnect.org slash AARP. Connect, honor, share. StoryCorps Connect. A message from AARP, StoryCorps, and the Ad Council. Every year, Steve Faircal climbs the stairs at the John Hancock Center in Chicago, 94 floors to the top. It's called the hustle up the Hancock. It's hard to believe when you watch Steve today that a few years ago, his lungs were failing and he was fighting to survive. For eight hours a day, someone was pounding on my chest to try and keep my lungs clear. I honestly don't think I had more than a couple weeks to live. That's when Steve received the gift of life, a double lung transplant made possible by an organ donor. After I got my new lungs, I started doing things that I had never been able to do. I never knew that breathing could feel this good. Steve climbs to honor his donor and to raise awareness for organ, eye, and tissue donation. Wouldn't you like that when you left this beautiful planet, that you could save a few lives on your way out? It's an incredible gift. Imagine what you could make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone Home Stretch here on the show well for the week. So Kara and Cade with you for one more segment. We do have our phone lines open to wrap things up at 930-3776. So you can hang out with us, weigh in on our question of the day one more time. You know, what is your excitement level for Georgia and Alabama compared to previous years? Again, uh, the leader in, in the clubhouse 
all show has been, you know, more of you are, are not as interested in this game as, as you've been in previous years. So we'll see if that changes by the time we get back around to Monday. You know, see if by then maybe everybody is just a little bit more hyped up. Because I certainly hope that that is the case. I wanted to, to look here. We talked about how, you know, interest in this game, at least from a ticket standpoint, not quite as high as it had been in previous years. Now, there's multiple other things going on nationally uh, that are contributing to this. And, of course, the tickets still aren't cheap. Uh, looking quickly at StubHub, you can sit in the nosebleeds and, you know, hike up a mountain to get to your seats, and it's still going to cost you 330 bucks at Lucas Oil Stadium for a ticket. But that is not going to be the only in-demand ticket over the next few days. Um, one of the national storylines that I'm looking forward to, hopefully, knock on wood, seeing on Sunday, is the return of Clay Thompson. You know, that's somebody that I don't know, even if you're not an NBA fan, even if you hate the Golden State Warriors, I don't know how you are not cheering for this guy and how you will not just about get chill bumps the first time he gets back on the court, which is anticipated to be on on Sunday, and the very first three that he hits. I, I don't know how you don't stand up and applaud in your living room. Yeah, He hasn't been on the court in a game since June 13th, 2019. I don't know how many days ago that was. 800 days? 850 days? Yeah, I mean, it's it's two and uh, I guess over a half, two over two and a half seasons now. Yeah, two two years and like seven months. Yeah. Even two and a half years since we've seen him. And as you can imagine, um, anticipa- anticipation to see him back out on the court in the Bay Area is, uh, is a little high. If you're a high roller and you would like to get some tickets in the VIP section, for Clay Thompson's anticipated return Sunday against the Cleveland Cavaliers at Chase Center. You're looking at 25 large apiece. Now, if you just want to go period, you can get a ticket for 181 bucks. But the VIP section, $25,000 to see Clay Thompson's return. That was, uh, that was on Ticketmaster, which is the Warriors' official ticket marketplace. But, uh, whew. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, we said there was, uh, you know, that was Thursday afternoon, $181 each. And then Tick Pick, unfamiliar with that site, on Tuesday, said the get-in price was $329. So regardless, just a lot. But I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to be watching that on my TV. I want to see him back out there. Just in terms of... You know, we're, as as basketball fans, you know, we're in this golden era of shooters. Um, obviously, everybody is familiar with what, what Steph Curry does. But in terms of just a, a pure shooter, I've always loved Clay Thompson just a little bit more. I almost feel like it's a blasphemous thing to say out loud because of just how good Curry is. But, you know, we we have not seen him. We have not seen him be able to play. And I think when you see a comeback story like his, there's so many different life lessons to take from his incredible perseverance to get back out there. I mean, it's it's bad enough to have one of the injuries that he had, let alone to have two significant 
career-altering injuries back-to-back to work your way from uh, back from. So, again, I just hope, you know, I hope all the A-State games go off this weekend without a hitch. And I, I hope that Clay Thompson is able to return. If there was a genie in the studio right now, my three wishes would be A-State men playing like they're slated to, A-State women playing like they're slated to. Give me Clay Thompson back on the court on Sunday. That's a lot. Is that on TV? I guess it's on TV. It has to be on TV, right? Surely it is. You know, a lot of those Golden State games are going to be nationally televised anyways. And, of course, the Cavs aren't terrible this year. So yeah. you would think that that would be the case. But let me look here and see what that Sunday game is. Because I don't think they've started the, the, the Sunday games on ABC yet. No, it's a 7.30 tip Sunday night on NBA TV. So... That's where you can find that one, and I'm I'm certainly going to be looking in. Of course, if you're if you don't have NBA TV, I mean, my goodness, just get on social media because every single second of yeah his debut, there's going to be a highlight of it. You know, I'm sure they'll put together uh, some type of mont. They'll have like some slow motion montage of him walking onto the court for the first time and. Every single shot attempt that he takes, and of course that very first three that he hits, you're—I mean—you're going to have to actively work to avoid seeing that on social media because I imagine it will be everywhere. But that's uh, that's one of the stories I'm looking forward to seeing this weekend across sports. Really, at a, I mean, we got like two minutes to go. I'm out of topics. Told you all we would get to about 1:45 today, and we'd just be out of discussion. So here we are, a little bit later than anticipated, but still. I don't know if we have any more Bono Lake conversation in us. That was a hot topic earlier. So now it's just kind of looking around and, and killing time for the last few minutes of the show. Um, elsewhere in national news, you know, nothing to report from baseball. And in fact, not a lot going on sports-wise anyways, um, other than the big NFL weekend that's ahead. But I, I say big NFL weekend, you know, 11 of 14 playoff spots have been decided. So there's not quite as much drama going into the final weekend you know there are some big stories nationally including Big Ben's last game with with Pittsburgh and and how that will go but you know I like I like just I don't have any drama in my own life I'm really really boring so I like a good amount of sports drama and unless you want to dive into you know a week's worth of he said he said between Antonio Brown and the Bucks there's not a lot going on um, sports wise so or like tennis stories or something. I'm good on that. Yeah, even the college <laughs> basketball slate wasn't very good. You got any, last night? Yeah, anything circled to watch? You know, tomorrow. Oh, I'm watching. I'm watching golf this weekend. Okay. I, I always like watching January through about uh, the Masters is the best stretch in golf because you start out in Hawaii, then you go out to California, and then you know you start to get back into the some of the southern tournaments like they play in Austin, and then they'll play at Augusta, and so. Yeah, I like I like watching the Hawaii tournaments. Maybe I'll watch some of that tomorrow when I need some good napping. I mean, it's it's prime time too, so I mean it. You know, it'll be on ESPN and the ESPN Plus at at prime time, or I guess maybe NBC. I don't know. Okay. A few other options to tune into this sporting weekend again. Uh, midday tomorrow, we're gonna be covered up in in basketball with. The women tipping off right here at 1 and the men tipping off at 2 on 107.9 K-Fine. So, again, not going to would that everything goes as planned this weekend for Arkansas State Athletics. But, hey, thanks for hanging out with us this week. We really appreciate it. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by 
The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here Monday for the Front Row with Budrow at 7. Hopefully, uh, RWRC Radio with JC is back uh, Monday at 10. And then, of course, Kate and I will return Monday at noon. So, for Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Cannot wait to, to talk to you then. Have a great weekend.